0: My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. What's the strangest or most public place you've ever had sex? What about a place you thought would be sexy, but 100% wasn't? And what should you do if you don't want to engage in sex, but a date or partner works your girl boner up anyway? Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, everyone. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and I am so grateful you're listening. This episode is brought to you in part by The Pleasure Chest, an incredible store with locations in Los Angeles, New York City, and Chicago. They've been working to create a more sex-positive culture since the 1970s with a focus on education, enjoyment, and inclusivity. Visit thepleasurechest.com to start shopping now or head to a brick and mortar location in your area. Speaking of the Pleasure Chest, huge congrats to Natalie of lovechatwithnat.com who won the Womanizer to go giveaway on Instagram. That was so much fun. Thank you everyone for participating. And Natalie, I can't wait to hear what you think of the Womanizer. Today we're going to dive into these topics with the fabulous Natasha Shandell, a fierce creative executive, comedy writer, who is so funny, performer, and host of the Kinda Dating podcast, which is really fun. I appeared recently. You guys should check it out. We'll also weigh in for our listener on non-consensual arousal with the help of sex and relationship therapist Dr. Megan Fleming. If you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio and want to take your sexual empowerment journey deeper, you might also enjoy my book, Girl Boner, The Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment. It releases on August 7th. I'm so excited. You can pre-order it now on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and target.com, or request it at your local bookstore. And for more Girl Boner fun, including behind the scenes, a sweepstakes you can enter pretty soon, and upcoming live events, Sign up for Girl Boner Extras at augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org. You'll receive an email from me about once a month, and you can also find me on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash mygirlboner, and search for me by name and the Girl Boner hashtag on Twitter and Instagram. Now I'm so pleased to welcome the wonderful Natasha Shandell.
2: Hello. Thank you for being here. Oh my god, thanks for having me on. You were so great on the podcast. We had fun, to- didn't yeah. we? You were so good. People have told me like they got so much good information from it because we don't a lot. talk about sex as much, so mm. it's really good.
0: Which is great for me too because we don't talk about dating as much here. Yeah kind of a good that's what makes it amazing (laughs) yeah exactly so i'd love to hear a little bit about your personal journey Mm -hmm. i remember you were saying oh i hope my parents don't listen to this sex episode (laughs) yeah yeah. i was like don't what did you learn about sex when you were a kid
2: um i you know it's it's really funny because the indian parents it's like we'd watch tv and this isn't even okay so even not not even sex like kissing um we would watch tv and the minute a kissing scene would come on we'd have to change it like it, we couldn't, we couldn't watch it, especially if our parents were there. So it would be like immediately, and, and my brother and I would just laugh and like roll our eyes. We're like, "Come on, it's not like a thing," but it was a thing. Um, and like, I didn't, uh, I didn't have sex till. I mean, man, my mom is never going to listen to this, right? Yeah, I just like <laughs> probably not. It's girl Yeah, boner, yeah so. I was like, Sh- I'm, I'm just going to tell her not to listen to this. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was. Not late, I think, but to some people probably considered late in America. It was like just before my 18th birthday. And I was with a guy for four years and I made the poor guy wait a year and a half. Did you feel like you were waiting
0: too? Did you – was it hard to – or did you not know where that would go we, you Yeah, we
2: did too? everything else but actual like penetration. Yeah. So it was like um, – and, you know, with was my first year's boyfriend. I was 16. I mean, I dated before that, but it was not like – it was like second base maybe. Um, and so with him, it was, you know, much deeper and we were together for so long, but I still like wasn't ready and I – I don't know. I just like want to be sure he would be around. And, and I also was like – when I was young, I was like, I want to be in love and I – I was like when I was in love with him, then for sure. We. Did you think you were supposed to be in love to have sex? Um, no, I didn't think you were supposed to because I had friends who who weren't. I just, it was my personal choice, and then that all changed as I grew older. Now I'm like, listen, let's just <laughs> let's just make sure <laughs> we got this vibe going. <laughs> going. Otherwise, uh, there won't be any love. Totally, yeah. totally.
0: That's really funny. <laughs> so there was a study released earlier this year. Involving a thousand couples, half were in the US and half in Europe, about the most common places to have sex in public. Mm. So, not everyone obviously wants to have sex in public, but if you do, these seem to be some of the most common. Well, actually, do you want to guess?
2: Uh, Car, Car consider- did make a list. Yeah, I I did a lot of that. We did a lot of that growing up, and this is so. This is what's so funny. Also, just as like an Indian person, like Indian girls are like mad freaky in bed because we were so conservative by day. Like that's what I think. We let it all out. Yeah. So when I was with them, we did like everything everywhere. It was so silly. Um. So I'm guessing that where else? People say amusement park or like things like that. Let me see. That's. That's not on this list. I feel like every time there was, like, a grad trip in high, in high school, people were like, let's go find the bush.
0: Oh, funny. <laughs> which is outdoor sex. Yeah. Which is sex. actually the most common within this survey mm-hmm. was 26%. It was public park, field, forest, or garden. Yeah. And the number two so, are yeah. So you got the first yeah. two. Yes. Yes. And absolutely. And what, what was after that? And then the beach or the ocean. Oh, yeah. That's so classic. I can't, I've never done that. I haven't either. And I have to wonder...
2: Only because I don't want to be in the sand, sand it's really cold at night. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm kind of freaked out by the ocean. So, yeah, like, I learned like how to butt. float when I was, like, 25. Oh. Yeah.
1: So oh. I don't think that that would <laughs> be really pleasant for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like,
0: not my vibe. <laughs> like, death grip. Like, yeah. uh, get me out of here. Like, ocean waves
2: put people in, like, mood and you're, like,
0: right? in anxiety. The next one makes me smell things just thinking about it. Public restroom. Ugh.
2: I don't know why people... I mean, there are some fancy. I've ones, done it in a restroom, but not a public restroom, like during a party at a friend's house, which is at a, a little friend's different. Friend's sure,
0: because you felt yeah. it was probably a clean, an yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very clean in there. It's yeah, not like yeah, yeah. when I hear a public restroom. Of course, I think of the ones that are not well kept. Yeah, which I don't know if people decide that or Air maybe Airplanes.
2: That's like the wait. What i wondered about for that, that mile high class.
0: Do you think how legit is that? Because
2: everybody would know. You know who says that they did it? There is uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. They say that they. She says that she like gave him a handjob or something in, on the plane, and then and then they. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so that to me seems more reasonable mm-hmm. because you could cover up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could sit. But in I'm, I'm going to say, I didn't attempt to try that one time. And I was like, I, how do you cover up when, like, <laughs> you're not totally sure of something? What's jumping on the Unless the lights left? are dark and then everybody's uh, asleep. And overnight, but you're flight still or something. not totally sure. Was that their private
0: jet, are. do you think? Because yeah, that, be that would be
2: different. Yeah, she didn't fucking specify that. They're rich. They could do whatever they want. Because just imagine.
0: I mean, even. I think it would be much easier to masturbate mm-hmm. in a restroom on a plane.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed. But to fit two people in there, yeah, those things and are tiny. It's really disgusting. Smelly. They're so smelly. Yeah, they're just the floors are dirty, especially yeah. if it's like a long haul flight. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Yeah, it's weird to me. There's I mean,
2: no space.
0: Of course, no shame to anyone who wants to do these things. Yeah. But I'm trying to understand like the logistics of it, and then also I, I'm the curious about the appeal. Like, is that actually because I think it's more of a dare. Like, mm-hmm. let's see if we can do this. But, I mean, then then also just I'm have just to thinking be
2: somebody would have to, like, in. put the seat down and, like, sit on the seat. And then it's like,
0: yeah. And you'd have to be super turned on because otherwise you'd be in there for a very long time. Yeah. Because it's not as we see on TV where everyone is just instantly aroused. Yeah. You know, everything is hard or swollen or wet in a second. Yep.
2: You know? And I'm going to say, if I was the person coming in, like, after them, I'm, like, the super New Yorker see something, say something girl. What would you say? So I would be, like, oh, my God, were they planning something? And that, no, I would, like, literally, (laughs) I had one guy came out of the bathroom, and he was just, I don't know why, he was standing, and he stepped down and came out. I reported him. I was Did like, you? "Oh yeah!" I was like, "I'm not, I'm not dying on this flight." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah, so would I would be, be, I would be the ones who ruined their fun. I'd be like, Aww. "Um, I don't know what these two are just doing in there," but there were two of them, and they came out looking very pleased. And you know what? I don't know what they were plotting. So. <laughs> You're the mile high tattler.
0: <laughs> that's really funny. Um, dressing room was another one. Oh Which, yeah. Which when I hear okay. that, I'm like, "Yeah, it could be comfortable," but there's usually a monitor. Hmm. So I guess yeah. it depends if it's it remote because that's a big piece of it is because I there think there shouldn't be a monitor in a dressing room because it's like just like to check people in, you know, like how many items do you have?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. This is how entertainment oh, I've TV. become. I'm going like, what is they talking like a green room? And <laughs> that the is so this L.A. Is so I love LA. it. I love that. Um, that's so funny. Yes. A dressing room makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. As you would have to not make any noise. Totally. Which I think is part of the appeal sometimes. Yeah. Have you ever I call it stealth sex mm. where you have to be so quiet. Yep. There's something really intoxicating. It's like when about we were sometimes. young, I did that with my one of my exes and his parents were in the room next door. Yeah. And he like literally like had to put a pillow over my mouth. I was like Yeah. <sighs> it can be sexy and very frustrating.
0: Yeah, for sure. Balcony was one. Okay, now that wouldn't be me. I have a fear of falling. Okay, then yeah. <laughs> Probably not very arousing. Like, I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear yeah. of falling to my death. Oh, gosh. And that's a very reasonable fear. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's something about, I could relate to the balcony one because I could see the appeal because I like the idea of somebody could see me.
2: Mm, you know, that
0: sort of yeah. like like an outdoor whirlpool mm-hmm. once for me was really hot because I could see somebody far away.
2: And that's a like, big one. I uh, feel like that's not on the list. Jacuzzi? Yeah. Where's, where's I the I feel jacuzzi? like everybody wants to have sex in a jacuzzi or pool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that sexy.
0: It's not that sanitary, right? Don't people poop in pools? Yeah.
2: And I don't think water is the best lubricant. That's true. And you're getting chlorine
1: and all these yeah. other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Work is the least common of the most common but then that's so vague because to, to us we're yeah. like well work I work from home you yeah. might be on set you know I
2: guess it's like that um what was that movie uh gosh darn it with Jennifer Aniston Jennifer Connelly uh, was it he's just not that into you yeah I think it what was that? where like Jennifer where uh, Ben Affleck and Scarlett Johansson do it in the his office that oh, work. that's like a,
0: that's kind of a thing, a thing, isn't it? Like just, and usually it's, there's a sort of like ravenous, yeah, like yeah, just yeah, yeah, throw yeah. them on top of the paper yeah. and the clips
2: go flying. Well, I also told, I told you that I had done it once at the gym where that's my ex right. worked at the gym. You surprised him mm-hmm. and you were, were you wearing sexy I lingerie? No, I was or, wearing nothing underneath And you just dress. went in and, <laughs> and then I just told him at the end of the night, I was like, Hey, I'm here and I'm not wearing anything. So, <laughs> and he, he just. He was like so nervous, and then we uh-huh. found like the one spot where there was no, no cameras. What did he say after? Because obviously he was like, "I'm, I'm, so, scared. I'm so scared, I'm so <laughs> but scared." But he was like, "But he was, he loved it." But he was just like, "I'm, I can't believe I did Like, that. I hope I don't get caught. And I was oh, like, "You'll my be gosh.
0: fine." I think that's something that people like is the, "Am I going to get caught?" Yeah. But I think there's also. Sometimes we think a place is going to be really
2: sexy Mm -hmm. and it's really, really not. Yeah. Have you had an experience like that? So many. What stands out? (sighs) One of my, my ex of the four year ex, he and I got back together like four years later. And for my birthday, he took me to like a couple spa thing. And so we did the, we had the massages and then you had to go into the showers together and they have like a couple shower thing. The shower, like, let's just keep it real for a girl. I don't want to wet my hair because my hair wet makes me look like a little boy because it's like, flat down. Gosh and so I remember being like, this isn't, this is not going to be attractive. Like, I'm not going to look sexy right now here. And of course I didn't. And then just like, it's a small standing shower thing and you're not, it's not comfortable. I'm glad and you said that because I have thought about how fun that might be. Because when you go to those I've spots, I it so many times and it's with not. people and it's never, <laughs> Never, like, That's always so unfortunate because it's,
0: like, the excitement is so cool. Yeah. And then it's, like, such a buzzkill because it's, like, dude, and I may, can't even stand here. Or- maybe
2: it's better because if you're sort of the same-ish height as the person. Like, I'm 5'2". Everybody I date is at least, like, 5'11" six foot tall so the height doesn't make it easy to try to navigate how are you bending am I standing am I going here where whenever you're vertical yeah you're not and then there's water on top so people are going to slip to their death
0: so oh my gosh more of this death yeah Yeah. actually that brings (laughs) up another interesting point of weird places people have sex and I took some examples from surveys and then I mixed in some from friends and I won't tell which is which Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of them is a graveyard. To have sex? Yeah, yeah. There was is a fair that number. Is
2: bad luck? I don't. Or, you know, that's a good question. Are you, or or like, what is it? Called? Is that sacrilegious? Is that the word?
0: Oh, some like people when would think that is. If it's a really spiritual place, yeah. because another one is church. No, in a church outside <laughs> Wait, of a that church. People do do? Oh yeah, church? I can actually share that this is a friend of mine because she wrote a story about it. She had sex in. A car with her husband outside of church, like in the lot. Okay. Uh, somebody online talked about having sex on the hood of their car in the church parking lot. Can you imagine coming out of a church service and and just banging on top of a? That would be. It would be my favorite
2: day of Sunday it's school. Completely, I'd be like, hey, yeah, a family reunion. And, okay, and and maybe that that was like in the bathroom of the fifth. So it's just like a party, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it wasn't with somebody in their family.
0: Yeah, that's an important uh, piece (laughs) to mention, for sure. Somebody shared a really interesting story about going to Starbucks with a woman. And the woman then had sex with another guy. Oh. That
2: was Donut Shop online. Interesting. Uh,
0: Yeah, so sometimes
2: the, the public stuff, that's... The car one is a fun one, though, to me. I I do prefer the car one of the ones, but mostly because it's, like, contained. Is that what you like about it? That it's, you have a little room? Like yeah, you little... have a little room. I guess, again, as, like, a little, like, as a, as a shorter girl, it's easier for me to, like, sit on top when you're just, you know, there aren't that many. But it gets a little complicated when you're, like, hi- high school ex and I, we got caught by cops <gasps> twice. And once, I was, like. Butt naked oh, in the no. back of his SUV, can they charge you with anything? No, we were young. we were so young. He what like laughed say? it off. but oh, okay. like we were in another building's parking lot and clearly steamed up and like doing whatever. And then this cop just like knocks on the the window, I'm fully butt naked. This kid runs to the front, puts his clothes on, leaves me in the back, and my clothes are in the front. I'm like, can you at least throw me my clothes? This cop is staring at me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, come on. Uh, and I mean, he was laughing, but he was like, kids, get get your clothes on. And They must see that so often. I'm sure. Because so
0: many kids, I, I've i seen, not not like watched or anything, but yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. Sometimes kids – like I'll go for a hike somewhere and in the parking lot people are going to try to hide behind a tree. And I'm just – I just walk by thinking like I hope they're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Like God bless them. Exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like if I see things, I'm like whatever. Enjoy yourself. So as somebody who enjoys car sex, do you think it's important
2: uh, like the type of car? Because I think it could be really uncomfortable. Yeah. It is always better if it's like a bigger car where you have like it's an SUV or something where – if you're doing it frequently, again, when we were in high school, we had nowhere to go. We couldn't go back to our houses because, yeah. like, our parents are there. So, we, you know, he had a, a Jeep, and mm-hmm. so we would just put the back seat down, and then at least you could, like, lie down because he was also really tall. Uh. Um, but if it's just, like, a one-and-done kind of thing, it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah, not going to be the best if it's a small – like, my last, like, Series X, he had a Mustang, and so it was a two-seater – with like a small seat in the back, that's not that's not great.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's those are great. some logistical yeah. things to think about, and maybe putting down a comfortable surface. If this if the seat doesn't feel yes, good exactly. And I like the idea. I haven't had car sex in a very long time, but I feel like I would kind of want the engine of the car going because
2: something about the v-
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's kind of sexy. Yeah. And then you could also put the AC on because it gets
0: real hot. Yeah, if you get really sweaty yeah. and. I don't know if I should share this, but every time I say that, then I'm like, I know I'm going to say this. So the last time I, I think this was the last time I had car sex. It was with an ex and I was having my period. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's mm, messy. Okay. So you didn't (laughs) stop though. It's like you knew. Okay. We didn't stop. But what what I think that was so interesting was I think I was more comfortable with the fact that I was menstruating than he was. And it felt like. He thought it was a good idea in the moment because he got caught up in the heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. But it was his car.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And so, and so then cleaning it up after he was like, this is. A lot of blood. Yeah,
0: and then it turned out that he had been a little bit shady. I found out some weird things about him, so Uh, I was kind of like, "Huh." Well, last time I saw him, I bled on his car. Yeah, you're like, that's just fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! So I want to talk about a really interesting topic that kind of came up in our chat on kind of dating, which is non consensual arousal. Oh yeah. I received this. Gorgeous email from a listener, Jerry. So first of all, Jerry, I just want to say thank you for your beautiful words and for listening. It's a keeper note. I'm really grateful. Jerry also shared a bit about her personal life and brought up this topic. So here's part of her email. Jerry wrote this, I would love to hear something in regard to non-consensual arousal. Many of my relationships moved into the sexual area before I was ready, but my no didn't count for much with my partners because my body was ready to go every time they touched me or even said sexy things. Many of them wore me down and talked me into or revved me up for sex, even though I said I wasn't ready multiple times. You can't really mean no. Your nipples are hard. You're flushed, et cetera, et cetera. And the last relationship, she said... Uh, It the script flipped. So she actually, it was the opposite. The guy felt terrible after he had said yes, when he wasn't really up for it. And she felt horrible. They both felt horrible after she said she felt that she had assaulted him. And ever since she has been basically celibate and single because she's this really Mm -hmm. freaked her out. First of all, Jerry, I want to thank you for bringing light to this incredibly important topic. I'm sure you are far, far from alone and will help so many people with your question. I'm also so sorry that anyone ever disrespected your boundaries. You did not deserve that. No one does. And I know there are many wonderful people out there who know better, who do better, and who are so much more deserving of you. Here's what Dr. Megan Fleming of Great Life, Great Sex had to say.
1: Jerry, thanks so much for this question. And I agree with you. There is not really a lot out there or not enough, certainly, to talk about the non-consensual sexual arousal um, and that, you know, it's really important, I think, specifically in this time of hashtag me too, that we do feel empowered, right, to um, own our, our pleasure and to uh, absolutely say no and set a limit to any future experiences that violate right our sexual health and well-being. I think that certainly first and foremost, and I think a piece here that's also important to recognize is so often we think of this as um, a women's issue, especially a lot often around even the Me Too, and because it is true that about 90% of sexual assault or unwanted sexual experiences is uh, amongst women. In fact, almost typically uh, some of the research says one in five, and yet there was also another recent literature review that shared that 19 19 to 31% of male college students had unwanted sexual advances. And so I think it's important to realize that's a – I mean, first of all, we're only looking at college students, but that's a huge percentage, right? And so just like the guy that you were with, it was not your intention to any way put him in the shoes that you'd been in because you have the utmost empathy, so much so that you've remained – not in relationship, avoiding relationships for a number of years now. And so what I want to say and highlight for you is that's not the answer. Um, the answer is really about increasing the conversations and having the conversations around consent um, because consent is really something that needs to be negotiated and renegotiated. You know, often we think when someone's married, right, that as if that's a global consent and it's not. And there's a lot of confusion that, um, you know, if you are kissing someone or making out or, you know, even the clothes come off as if that equals sex or penetrative sex. And the answer, as we all know, is also not. And so I think that it's important that we um really educate around consent and the fact that it can and often is changing and a great resource for this that i love to share is a video called consent as tea and it really is a metaphor where they're using tea just sort of explain how you could be saying yes in one moment and no in the other but that ultimately the no is no. And so again, coming back to your own situation, listen, I know it sounds like you can identify with this man's experience and I don't want to minimize that there really is, um, often for many, um, an impact, right? A, a potential traumatic impact from unwanted sexual experiences. Uh, and it, it, that can really range from everything to sort of that shock and numbness, to fear and anxiety, to often even minimizing or denying what's happened to someone along with shame or guilt or you know, difficulty trusting relationships. So I guess part of what I want to say in this answer is that when and if someone in potentially even part of the work you might want to do for yourself feels like there's unresolved, um, aspects of those unwanted, um, sexual experiences or ones in which you were violated that you know that there's absolutely help available. Um, and the other piece I want to come back to importantly for you is, you know, you want to, don't want to take yourself out of the dating game entirely. Cause I totally understand the part of you that doesn't want to cause Any hurt or harm. But the reality is that, you know, when we've done something that's hurt someone, and again, it was not your intention, as soon as we recognize that, we want to take responsibility. Like that's what we can do, right? We can take responsibility and we call that healthy guilt, right? We feel bad. It wasn't our intention. We feel bad when we've hurt someone. And so what we can do is take responsibility. Um, And the important part of that is that we then try to make the repair, right? We sort of say, hey, what, if anything, can I do to make this up to you? Because I think, you know, ultimately it's to recognize that when, if we've done something in, unintentionally to hurt someone, that's the most we can do. And then we sort of have to let ourselves sort of a little bit off that hook. And by that, I mean, the sort of the Catholic of me is be like, don't put yourself through purgatory, right? You really have to give yourself the freedom to realize that um, you more than anyone is – are are going to be incredibly sensitive to not wanting to put somebody in the position to say yes when they mean no, or to not honor their no. And so that's what I think you need to take with you is giving yourself this freedom, right? That you shouldn't put your own sexual life on hold, Um because that is is not in the service of you and certainly is going to cheat somebody else from also having the pleasure that they could be experiencing with you. So what I want to say here is I'm glad that you brought your, our consciousness to this issue because again, and the part that you're highlighting is it's the body knows how to respond, right? That you, your previous boyfriends were totally misconstruing um that your body was lubricated or your nipples were wrecked, that that equaled you wanted, a, that you wanted sex, right? And I think that the, Reason this is so important to highlight is because, you know, it's not uncommon when a woman's been raped that she has experienced, um, that her body's been responsive. And again, that's kind of our bodies are hardwired to be responsive to, to sexual touch. And even if it's unwanted, right? And so a lot of times that can lead to confusion. Um, and even for someone who feel like their body's betrayed them. So I think it's important that we're highlighting that people are really sensitive to knowing that, um, We have to pay attention to our words as well as our bodies and to, as I often say, slow things down so that really our minds and our bodies can be communicating so that we can really pay attention to any signals that might be coming up. But going back to where I started, I really hope, Jerry, that you, knowing what you know, having learned, and that's all we can do, right, is learn from our experiences and do them differently. And knowing that, knowing that you're going to be a great and amazing sexual partner, so I really want you to put yourself back out there and, as always, would love to hear how it goes.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Megan. She brought up a few things that I had in mind as well and then added some really brilliant pieces to that as well. And I loved what she said about, you know, Jerry is feeling like she doesn't want to hurt people. Of course, she has a big heart. She knows what it's like to feel hurt, but also that in doing so, we could actually end up withholding not only from our own pleasure and satisfaction of having relationships and dating and all the the good parts of that, and also withholding that from other people. And, and the tremendous gift that she could be giving, uh, I just think it's so – it speaks of her big heart that she cares so much. I think that's a really big piece.
2: Can I play devil's advocate a little bit? Please. Um, not with her. Yeah. Just like – are we this, are we this kind to guys for doing the same thing? Like if example, like this example reminded me a lot of the Aziz Ansari story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of people asked me about it because I've, I've actually been, you know, uh, I've had people attempt sexual assault on me several times in my life. And, uh, and so people were like, what did you think? And and I was just like, you know, and, and her story was one where she was very aroused and she was in a situation with him and she was alone and he was touching her. And she said she it seemed like she was initiating it, but then didn't want it. But then yeah. kept let kept doing it like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So people were asking me and he came out and he was like, hey, clearly I read that wrong. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And I'm sure beyond that, he's feeling some regret i'm sure as a human like he doesn't seem like somebody who's like a you know narcissist but people vilified him you know and women vilified him and and uh and we are very forgiving if like we do it as women to guys But, like, are we forgiving? Like, does a guy have to live in purgatory for the rest of his life if he's made a mistake? And I think that's where, like, even the people I would suggest for Jerry to also be able to move past these things is to, like, you know, we know the intention behind when people have done some of these things with us. We kind of know innately the gut feeling that, like, this was wrong. Like, when I had a doctor trying to do certain things, I knew it was wrong. And I was like that that didn't feel right. Like yeah, I just yeah, knew yeah. when I was so young. I was like that didn't feel right. When when you grow older and a guy's trying to convince you to do something, but you're you know, you're dating him and you know he's just like and you know he's not trying to do something in a non-consensual way. He's just trying to get it in. Like it, you know, guys are dumb. Like they think with their dicks. Sorry. Am I allowed to curse on this? You can curse all okay. you want. So it's like, you know, they're just trying to get it in and like you can tell the intention is not trying to You know, support you, and if they
0: think you're wet,
2: yeah, then they're like, they're they're just not trained to like interpreting that. And I think, like, and if you're not like explicitly saying like no and sticking to it, it you know, and it becomes kind of. So I think those kind of people we can forgive and say, hey, you know what, take it as a learning lesson that both people need to learn. You know, if if as being in that situation, I would be like, hey. I've come out of those and been like, wait, what part of me didn't feel like it was okay to say no? Yeah. Like, why was I not more? You know, uh, and that's not a fault. It's just a learning curve to be like, sure. where was where were my personal hiccups? And and like now I've learned to be like, nope, no, done. Yeah, yeah. And then and then for the other person, I would go back and say, hey, you know what? That time that this happened, like. I, I wish that you would have just listened to me say no so that that person walks away and can become... Right. A, you the know.
0: conversations are so important. Yeah. And you bring up a really interesting point because Jerry, in this case, is shaming herself, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't see men shaming themselves in the same way. I think, I think the, some do. I think they do. I think some do. Uh, but I think we do socially accept more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it's more expected... We give more leniency, I guess. Yeah. And I think that... I think most guys, if they knew that that they did cross that line, they would feel some regret. Totally would. Hopefully, we can all learn and move forward and change our behaviors. You know, I think that's really, really important uh, because I think we are really missing the whole idea. Which this question just completely is so brilliant and that it brings up the whole idea of arousal. We have physical arousal. We have emotional, intellectual, spiritual arousal. Mm -hmm. So think of it like another physical urge. We might be completely, we just had lunch, right? We are done with eating at the middle of the day. Somebody comes in with a food that we are allergic to, but it smells so good. And our stomach starts rumbling and we're like, I should not eat that. We just then don't eat that, right? Yeah. I mean, we can make those, we can we can decide differently than our bodies do. Yeah. Yeah. Like our bodies are, are, as Megan said, built for pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that that doesn't come up. It should be in sex ed. It should be, mm-hmm. you know, because actually, as Megan brought up, there are studies about arousal in cases of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. There are
2: some people who experience orgasm during rape. And they oh, feel yeah. so guilty over Oprah, that. Oprah, I think Oprah spoke about that pretty openly because she was raped by her uncle when she was younger. And she says that like the guilt she felt for a long time was that she was aroused. yeah. And so she thought like, sh- she's like, maybe I wanted it. And then it's, sh- you know, she learned that she didn't. And that mm-hmm. was, but her body was telling her something different.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so important to have those conversations. And I feel like if you're moving forward and you're concerned that you perhaps have, cross that line have potentially even hurt people i think having those conversations with a potential partner mate can really increase intimacy yeah. to say look this is where i've been because chances are I think most people could stand to have a conversation around it. Completely, you
2: know. And like, if if there are dudes listening, if she says no, just like don't. Why do you want to try to convince somebody to have sex with you? Just like let it go. And I know that's hard because like, again, when you're aroused and it's a physical body, and right. men are much more connected in that way to that part of their physical body, I get it. But like, think a grandma or something. Like let it, let that, let the, let the arousal dry, <laughs> like die. Sorry, like let it go. Just because it's better safe than sorry now, and
0: also that now consent is—it used to be yes means yes, no means no—and mm-hmm. now we're into this enthusiastic consent definition, which I really love. And so, if it's if it's not uh, an enthusiastic yes, if you're not sure, having that conversation, you know, and and in Jerry's case, her partner that she felt guilt over because later he felt bad, he said yes, mm-hmm. right, but his body. Was obviously mm-hmm. responding, so I think give, cutting us, ourselves slack. If we didn't know better, you know, if we're yeah. like, oh, well, I thought shwing that means they want sex, yeah. And so I think it's also important for anybody with a penis to know that you have permission to say no, yeah, to because we have this idea of masculinity that. To be a strong, cool dude, you have to be hard. You have totally. to want lots of sex and lots of partners. And that hurts all of us, too. So if they feel like they have to have this, like, conquest kind of thing to be sexy or whatever. Um, or I think similarly, if we have a partner that physically they're turned on, you know, feeling like that means we both definitely have to have sex right yeah. now. Don't yeah, you think? Yeah. 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 Like, and, and also, how do we define sex? Again, like you said, there's penetration. But...
2: Sometimes we just want to cuddle, mm-hmm. just want to hold hands, yeah. just want to make out. And sometimes, like that's it. Like yeah. I mean, you don't want to go farther, you know. Uh, and there, there. It also just depends on where you are in the stage. It just doesn't matter. I mean, I was dating somebody on and off for a year, and he was not in an emotional state and didn't want to have sex. And I was like, all right, it fucking sucks, but okay. Right. But you know, and we would do up to a certain point, and I was yeah. like, okay, like it's yeah, it's all.
0: All genders experience mm-hmm. this, and I think that's a really important point to know. That because I think also if we if we think of sex and arousal being so incredibly different emotionally mm-hmm. for different genders, then we feel like oh well they have this need yeah right. But actually, that's we all have our own needs yeah, and it's not determined by gender or mm-hmm. genitalia. So yeah,
2: and I do think guys guys in that way get it. Uh, badly as well like i know i know two guys who have been raped my my ex who was like the abusive one was raped when he was she was raped twice and one was by a girl which again you're like how's that rape but he was 10 years old and she was 14 and she started touching him in a private thing forced him into doing something he says he didn't want to do That's he's right. like i didn't want to do it but he was like hard and so he like and she convinced him and he did it and then he was like all right and literally the f- then he went back and he told his family thankfully and then he you know they like ran her out but it's like because we say the same thing like girls get wet guys also go through the same things and they can't come out and even say these things there's so much more shame mm-hmm. because
0: there's obviously a ton of shame for anyone who's gone through it but Cause because you, cause especially have this the thing
2: yeah like yeah. well How did a guy get raped?
0: Right. There's a whole other level of shame that's different. So I think the statistics are probably much higher than we realize Mm -hmm. because it goes underreported. Oh, my gosh.
2: I have had more. I've had people tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of stories. Man. Yeah. So what have you learned
0: from – obviously, your sexual experiences have changed quite a bit. Yeah. You started out – wanting to make sure you were very much in love and taking your time and you've had a lot of different adventures since then what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned
2: for me now um at this point in my life i've learned it feels better when it's somebody i really care about uh where I used to, you know, as a commitment foe for a long time, I just used to hit it and quit it, kind of like that notch in a belt kind of shit and, and didn't have any feelings attached. And now I've learned after being the last time I was in love, I was like, oh, this feels so much better. And now I actually wait and it's not, it's not because I'm trying to, uh, to make them wait or it's like not some rule, but it is like a, I want to see like, do I really feel like, we connect um on these other levels, so then this would feel right because you've me.
0: experienced both, and that's where you're at, in your yeah, life, and there's and some like, people hmm.
2: that are like I would do it sooner, and then there's some people I've waited yeah. a longer time, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, there's no rhyme or reason, it's just how I feel at the time. totally that's totally it. so now yeah, I just try to honor the way I feel, and if that's awesome, I'm not I think that's really the
0: most important thing,, mm-hmm. and that knowing that that changes too, there'll be times where. You
2: know? Yeah, there's no rule. Like sometimes I meet, I might so meet somebody and be like, yeah, let's just get in. And then then there are people that I'm like, you know, I really like this person. I want to wait yeah. and I want to wait just because I want to be sure with that person, whatever that sure is for me. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that. I try not to have rules around it now, yeah. but I'm but I am like, I know it feels better when I care. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm like, God, feelings. Shit.
0: I know. I'm so screwed. Oh, man. These feelings. There's oh, so my... many feelings. Ugh. Big Emotions feelings. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> Risk and vulnerability yeah, and all that it's stuff. So, it's so magical and so vulnerable and so raw and all that so stuff. so true. Yeah. Yep. So before I ask you for some dating mm-hmm. advice that we'll leave people with, because I know that's much more your one of your areas of expertise that you talk about so well on your podcast tell
2: everyone where they can learn more about you and thank you Um, firstly thank you so much for having me on the show i love this podcast you're so amazing and and i think these are such great topics that you talk about and and you deliver it so well and you're so passionate about it um you can find uh, Kind of Dating on uh, uh, all those regular places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you get it. Um, we're at Kind of Dating on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm Natasha Chandel on uh, Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Perfect. So many. A mouthful. So yeah. yeah. But
0: that's great. Yeah. I love how active you are everywhere. So anyone who is in the dating, mm-hmm. I hate to say game because I don't like <laughs> to play it that way, but in the dating game. What is a, a piece of advice that you would give anyone who's who's in that space right now and just wants to, you know, you hear so many different perspectives. Oh, yeah. What's something juicy? I,
2: I, I mean, I hear everything known to man. But I think the biggest things that I always get from emails and whatever is dating is so hard, dating is so hard, dating is so hard. And I try to tell everybody, I'm like, it's not hard. You're making it hard. It don't at one Use your judgment. Don't date frivolously and then expect your time not to be wasted because you're not respecting your own time. So how are you expecting, you know? Um, I'm like, be picky. you got a brain. So use your critical judgment and, like, know who you're going out with and, like – Take it as like a friendship. When you meet somebody new, like when you're hanging out with a friend, just try to learn about them as a friend. And then it never feels like, oh, my God, this time suck or like I have to be something I'm not just like be yourself. Take it like you're meeting a friend. The best case scenario, you come out with a best friend that you grow with in time. Worst case scenario, you just get like a decent friend or just somebody that you met in like a nice, polite way and they go about their way. But the biggest thing is no part of you dies. When you date somebody and it doesn't work out, like it's okay. You know, we all meet people, we all break up with people, and we all survive. You know, like we, it, it, it's just your perspective. That is such beautiful
0: advice. I feel the same way about having sex with people because we yeah. often hear every person you have sex with, you give away a piece of your heart or your soul or your DNA or whatever. Nice. And I'm just like, your sexuality is yours. Yeah. That's, <laughs> You're good. That's a. I, yeah, I do not think that at all. Yeah, yeah. I love that the dating is similar. It's oh, like, oh, it is. Go instead of having the expectation of, I am dating to have this idyllic relationship and say, I get to learn and have fun and grow and yeah. try something. And maybe I have a friend, maybe I don't, maybe I yep. get funny stories, maybe some weird place we had sex I can share on Girlbone yep. Radio or.
2: And yeah. like it's a, it's the tagline of kind of dating. I always say it's like you know. I know it seems tough out there, but just try because mm-hmm. you don't know anything if you don't try. Totally, yeah. You know, you I miss, love your positive yeah. approach.
0: You're very um, realistic, and also positive, which I think is important because, like you
2: said, it can be oh, dating. <laughs> yeah, and I just like sometimes like so many of these scenarios. I think that happened now like we're actually doing an episode on dating after me too because i have been getting asked by a lot of my guy friends is like what what am i supposed to do and i see it from both sides i'm also like guys there's a tiny violin playing for you nowhere um but i get it and i get what their concerns are so like i wanted to talk about that but like like a lot of people talk about dating in this very like you said idyllic way and i'm just like come on on a day-to-day you know the weird shit that we experience like Let's try to tackle that stuff. Yes. You know, in a, like you said, in a realistic way. Like, what are the real life. Socializing should ideally not
0: be this big, horrible homework.
2: No. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you know, again, I think I would say the biggest thing is people think a part of them dies. And I'm always like, you're just fine.
0: <laughs> I have to say I've grown from my breakup so much. Yeah. That I'm really grateful for the relationships that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I think they prepared me for a much better relationship. And also I just grew so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we get something from every relationship, even if we're just learning things that we don't want to do or be or
2: completely. Become. I mean, you know, I always say like my. The, the relationship that made me grow the most was the abusive one i was an abusive one and i came out of that and i'm so much stronger now and when i look back at the person i used to be as much as like i kind of loved her naivety apart i'm still like a very open loving person no matter how i've been cheated on i've been whatever i've had all kinds of crazy shit happen and i'm still fine and i'm like guys it's not it's not gonna end bad like, it, it'll end it'll end well It's just like the narrative you tell yourself, you know, like, what is your narrative about your life? If you want to keep saying it's hard, then yeah, life is going to be hard.
0: Yeah. And healing takes time, too. So when people go through things where it's really rocky and difficult or abusive Mm -hmm. or all these things happen, knowing that we have to give ourselves grace and be patient with our own process and go, you know, maybe I am too scared to do such and such right now. Mm -hmm. And... Right
2: now is just right now. Completely. You're so right. That was a very good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. You're very right. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me. I hope you come fun. back. Of course. You have to come back. Totally. People love sex episodes. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. Well, that's all they get here.
0: So it's really refreshing when we bring yeah. in, you know, <laughs> some dating fun or other things. But really fun chatting with you. Yay. Yay. If you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, please subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And leave us a simple review and rating while you're there. It really helps us keep things going and get our sex positive messages out there again my girl boner book releases august 7th you could pre-order it now on amazon barnes and noble and target.com thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful girl boner embracing week